0: At Brand Mary, we believe in the power of storytelling, so we're on a mission to help entrepreneurs own and monetize their story through personal branding and advanced marketing strategies. Build a brand, market with ease, create more income and impact. Welcome to the Brand Mary Podcast. If this is your first podcast episode here at Brand Mary, welcome, welcome It's a freaking good one. Honestly, we're coming off of like what I believe to be four awesome episodes this month. And all of them have a very central theme, which is marketing. So, you know, taking that brand that you are building or that you have built and actually sharing it with the world. It is one of the most crucial parts of building a business and tends to be (laughs) one of the most difficult for entrepreneurs. And I think the reason for that is there are a lot of moving parts. There's no one way or one strategy to build your business. And maybe you've seen this online. You see people who have completely built their business using social media marketing strategies. You see people who have done in-person events or virtual events. You see people who have built their successful business just on connections. Uh, You see people who have done it through brand collaborations, so on and so forth. If you follow me, you know that I have done it through evergreen marketing strategies, through my blog, using Pinterest, YouTube, these different platforms where I can create content and I can let it live on and on and on and consistently Bring in quality leads and sales into my business. So, you know, I think when it comes to marketing in general, while there is not one perfect strategy and not one thing that's going to universally work for everyone, there are pillars to every marketing strategy that works. And some of those pillars we have talked about already this month, and we're gonna to continue to talk about them here at the podcast. One of them being the episode that I released last week, which was all about content creation. So no matter what approach you take to marketing your business, you absolutely need to have a content creation strategy. If you're creating reels or TikToks, content creation. If you're creating blogs, emails, content creation. Pinterest, uh, if you are you know, wanting to do public speaking events, things like that, you need to show them that you know what you're talking about. So having content on your website, on social media, all of these different things. So content creation is such an important pillar Of marketing and is something that we talked about last week on the podcast. I shared with you some time-saving tips and um, is something that we talk about pretty much every single day inside of Brand Mary Academy. For those of you that don't know, Brand Mary Academy is my marketing membership where I teach you how to market your business without relying on social media. And not only are you learning marketing strategies, but we're making sure that you have the fundamental pieces in place so that your marketing actually works. For instance, you can't create really great content if you don't have a strong brand you need to know who you're speaking to your messaging the kind of consistent uh, markers of your brand so that you can then share that with the world and so Inside of the Academy, we are constantly talking about content creation, not only how you can improve your content, become a better content creator, uh, you know, create high-value content for your audience, but also streamline and automate your systems on the back end, so saving yourself tons of time. Another pillar of marketing is your email list, and that is what we are going to talk about today. And I'm really excited about this episode because... As I mentioned last week, I recently sent out a market research survey to you, my community. Thank you if you filled that out. It is incredibly helpful and valuable uh, to us over here at Brand Mary. And as you can see, I'm already using the information from the survey to create content for you. So it's also really helpful for you to just fill these out because then you know I'm gonna talk about it. There's like a 99.9% chance I'll definitely do something about it. But on this survey, I asked, you know, what are the biggest struggles that you have with your email list? And I've got to be honest, I was a little sad because a large portion said, I don't see the point. I don't see the point of having an email list. I don't see the point of annoying my audience. I don't like emails, so, you know, I don't want to write emails. And so I I need to spend a little bit of time talking about why your email list is so important in the hopes that I can convert a few of you (laughs) over. And the biggest thing that I say about your email list is that it is yours. It is your brand's. And what I mean by that is you aren't growing it on rented ground. Now, yes, you have to use an email service provider. You need to use maybe a website or something to actually capture the leads. We're going to talk a little bit more about the process of building your list in just a few minutes. So yes, you are using software to do those things. But at the end of the day, you can download your email list into an Excel spreadsheet and keep that on your computer. You can print it out if you want. It is the only method of gathering that data and that information that you can keep, that you can have. So if something does happen, you can choose a new way to email your list. You can upload that somewhere else. When we're growing our communities, quote unquote, on social media only, or having a website and no way to have someone give you their name and your email address you're literally wasting your time because on social media anything can happen you know i mentioned i think um in a in the in the predictions episode that this year i saw a lot of content creators and entrepreneurs lose their accounts on Instagram. Uh, Instagram just decided to shut down their account or take away features or diminish their reach and like all of these different things. I know uh, one of my clients that was inside of the Academy last year, they just couldn't post anything on Instagram. They couldn't message anyone. They couldn't do anything on their profile. Imagine if that is the only way that you have to get in contact with your audience you could potentially screw yourself, right? Because let's say you're in the middle of a launch, you're in the middle of promoting something, your business relies on this, and you can't use the only platform that you have to get in contact with your audience. On the flip side of that, you also aren't asking your audience to really take action. It doesn't take a lot of time and energy for us to follow someone. On a platform, I follow people all the time that I don't really have a connection to. I'm just like, oh, let's see what happens. And then because I don't engage, I don't actually see their content, right? <laughs> so I don't even remember that I followed them in the first place. But you're not really asking your audience to take that next step. And with email marketing specifically and the strategy that I'm gonna teach you today, you are asking them to take the next step. So what you're doing is you're giving them an option to kind of self-identify themselves as being interested in your brand and your business, your service, and your product. They're saying, yes, I'm into this enough, I'm attracted enough to what you're saying and what you're offering that I would like more information. And I'm going to give you my email address in exchange for that. I often say that your email address is like currency. You should really think of it as currency from a a business owner standpoint. It is the first investment that your ideal customer will make in your brand. Because they're saying, I'm interested enough, I trust you enough, Here's my email address. And when you start looking at email addresses as like $100, $300, it makes a big difference because you're realizing that, oh my gosh, someone has trusted me to come into their inbox, share information, build a know, like, and trust factor, and ultimately lead to the sale. And so email marketing is incredibly important for businesses and brands. Now we have all the statistics as well. I gave you all the emotional pieces and we have all the statistics as well that for every dollar you spend on email marketing, anywhere between you know, $38 and $42 return on investment, we know that to be true, that when you're consistently delivering value to your audience, you're showing up in their inbox, you're building the no like trust factor, they are more likely to purchase from you. I shared in my 2021 recap at the beginning of January that we tested multiple times this year selling products or selling my services to just my email list, meaning I did not post it on social media. I didn't share it in my stories. I didn't have a whole social media campaign and still had success. In fact, at the end of November, I did what we're calling a non-launch where I just sent emails to my email list. I was on vacation, so I wasn't posting on my Instagram, you know, stories or anything like that. And it was a $20,000 launch just from my email list. Now, I do have a large email list. I have an email list of 8,000 people, but I've been using the strategy since I had a list of 100 people, and this is where my sales came from. And as someone who doesn't put a lot of time and energy or emphasis on her social media, I can tell you that my email list is gold and it can be the same way for you. So I hope that helps clarify a little bit of why your email list is so important and why we need to start making it a priority. So Let's talk a little bit about the email list building process, and then I want to share with you some 2022 must-knows for building your email list, because some things are a shifting, just like with every single form of marketing, things change and things adapt, and we as the marketers need to do that as well. You're lucky because you're here at the Brand Mary community, and so I tell you those things so you don't have to spend all your time researching what's changing. I get to do that, which is fun. So how does this whole email list building situation work? Let's take it down to the bare, bare bones. Number one, you market, right? You market, and we'll talk about different ways that you can market your business, but you market your freebie, right? You are marketing, you're talking about it on Instagram, if that's your cup of tea, if you're already there, you're talking about it on your website, you have an opt-in on your videos, if you're on YouTube, whatever, we're not going to get into the specific strategies of that right now, but somehow you're talking about it online, right? Someone says, ooh, this is interesting. I definitely want to get my hands on that. And so they go to a opt-in page. Now, one of the things that I recommend is that you have a opt-in specific page, a landing page, if you will, using your email marketing platform. Maybe that's ConvertKit, FlowDesk. Uh, sometimes MailerLite. I have some people who like MailerLite. We use ConvertKit over here. You can also, you know, use your own website and embed a form. You can use lead pages, which we use as well. So. There's some sort of software that you're building a page and you're saying, hey, do you want this freebie? Great. Give me your name and your email address. I'll send it to you as well as other incredibly valuable pieces of content, right? Someone gives their name and their email address to you. You deliver the freebie and then you introduce yourself and this is the email sequence that follows. These are automated emails that go out to every person that joins your email list. And I like to have my clients think of them as like the handshake, the initial conversation. If I were to meet you at a party and I wanted to know more about you and how you can, you know, how you're going to benefit me in my life, which is essentially what our consumers want to know, what would I want to know about you? your brand story, your mission, additional pieces of information that are going to help me. So that's the type of funnel that every business can create for their email list growth strategy. And I'll give you some examples. So let's say that you own a skincare line, okay? Yes, products also need some sort of opt-in. now. For this particular skincare line, let's say that you have different products for acne prone skin, let's just say general sensitive skin, you know, oily skin, whatever. And you create a quiz where someone can take this quiz to figure out where they need to use your products, and what products specifically. So they're taking this quiz in order to see their results. They're giving you their name and their email address. I actually recently just did this for a company that I've been using, not sponsored at all, uh, called Apothecary. And they sell um, herb kind of medleys and tinctures for different things. Uh, skin, sleep, substituting uh, for stress, focus, tummy stuff, substituting alcohol, all kinds of stuff. And their website has a lot of different options. So what they have is they have a lead magnet where you take a quiz and they ask your name and your email address and then they tell you the types of products that they would recommend for you. Now these products are theirs, so they're also selling those products. And I think I got like 10% off if I did, you know, I got a 10% off coupon as well. So that's an example of a lead magnet. Some of my other product-based businesses um, do things like a discount off your first purchase, free shipping off your first purchase. You see these. You see these on every website that you go to. There's a reason that everyone is using email marketing, because it works. For service-based businesses, it typically can look like a quiz. Again, a quiz could be a great one. I have a quiz called, What's Your Brand Story? That's a fantastic uh, opt-in. It could be a PDF download, it could be a checklist, it could be a video training, it could be a mini course, quote unquote, it could be an audio meditation. There are a lot of different things that you could do. The key here is to really think about the point of entry for your ideal customer and specifically what they need from you in order to take action on your product or your service, your you're offering, what you want them to ultimately pay you for. So you're funneling them through the process leading to the sale. So there are so many different options when it comes to the type of opt-in that you can create and then of course the email sequence on the back end will vary Based on your type of business and what you're selling. So if you are selling a specific product, again, maybe using the quiz, maybe you send a few emails, offer ten percent off, offer uh, you know a tutorial video on how to use one of your products, and that's you know and your mission and your brand story. If you have a service, maybe you're selling a one-on-one type of service. You can introduce yourself, introduce your brand story, give a really valuable piece of content you've created. Maybe it's a blog. Maybe it's a video. Maybe you just write a really valuable piece of content in the email. Start talking about your service. Start offering a a consultation call or a free discovery call, different things like that. So your email sequence will vary based on your business, based on what you are offering and your ideal customer. And this is something that we offer inside of Brand Mary Academy. We have an entire training called Funnel in a Weekend because, ooh, I've been doing this long enough. I have helped so many entrepreneurs write funnels and create funnels that I know that it can take a long time if you don't have a step-by-step strategy to follow and entrepreneurs will spend months and months trying to build the back end so that they can then build their list and it does not need to take that long so I created funnel in a weekend which walks you through step by step how to create your freebie well how to decide on your freebie how to create your freebie how to um, you know, Create your lead magnet, um, your landing page, your thank you page, write all of your emails, link it all together in a weekend. And so we have that available for you as a bonus when you join us inside of the Academy. So that is what you're looking at in terms of how does this whole email marketing thing work, okay? And that actually leads me to a really great little mini segue before I get into my 2022 email marketing must knows. And that is that the Academy is open for enrollment right now. If you missed the giant celebration that was yesterday with our kickoff webinar um, and just talking about the Academy nonstop, then you might not know, but now you know. The doors are currently open to Brand Mary Academy. They are open until February 6th. And this is your chance to join us inside of Brand Mary Academy, which truly is the only resource that you will need to brand and market and gather leads and sales in your business this year. Because we cover those fundamental pieces. So branding, email list building, which we've been talking about, And then this next stage, the stage that so many people forget with their email list building, that's the marketing stage. It's not enough to have a freebie and to put it on your website. You need to drive traffic to your website, drive traffic to the freebie. It's not enough to just post it on your blog and cross your fingers and hope that it works, There are very specific marketing strategies that you will use to bring in your ideal customer, lead them to opting into your freebie, and then allow that beautiful relationship to bloom, right? Leading to the product or the service. So once you get through the first hurdle, where a lot of entrepreneurs stay, if I'm being honest, which is just creating the the lead magnet, creating the email funnel, having some sort of opt-in, Then comes the marketing phase, and that is what we cover in depth inside of the academy. So let's talk a little bit about these email marketing must-knows, especially for 2022. Now, if you are just getting started, I want you to listen in to these tips. I want you to take note of them, but I don't want you to stress about them. The first step, as I've said, is to get your lead magnet and your email sequence set up. Or none of this is going to matter, okay? (laughs) Get this opt-in set up so that you can start bringing new leads in. Without it, people will land on your website and then they will disappear because you have no way to capture their information. People will follow you on social media. They'll want to take a next step to hear more about you, to hear more about your brand, to be connected. You won't have anything for them to do that. So it's really important that the first thing you do is have this lead magnet. Again, if you don't have that, jump into the academy and I will walk you through the entire process inside Funnel in a weekend. Then you have the next phase and the next phase is emailing your email list consistently, whatever that looks like for you. Maybe it's once a week, maybe it's every other week. I recommend weekly. It's something I've been doing in my business since day one. I don't think I've even gone and I think I've emailed my list every week since the very beginning, which is almost six years, which is crazy. I typically do two to three times a week and that's just something that I've always done. Um, I love it. And my audience that's been around on my email list loves it. And I make sure that I deliver valuable information. So it's not just fluff. It's valuable information for my ideal customer. I also share stories, so on and so forth. You don't have to do three times a week, but I'm just sharing what we do over here at Brand Mary. So that's the second phase. Once someone's on your email list, they've gone through your sequence, now we nurture them. So inside of the Academy, we also talk about this. How do you take your existing core content, whether that's a blog, a podcast, YouTube, maybe you're doing, you know, social media, that's your main, main avenue for marketing, whatever it is, how do you use that to then email your list? So it's not about creating that content and then having to create all new content for your email list. It's about just sending that content to them and making sure that they are aware of it. And then you can move into the third phase, which is like, these are ways to enhance, enhance the experience. Inside of the Academy, we have an entire mini course on advanced email marketing. So some of the things that I'm going to be sharing with you, I teach you how to do them inside of Brand Academy. So the very, very first uh, email marketing must have for 2022 is segmenting your list. So... This kind of coincides with an email platform that allows for tagging and segments. Now, every email marketing platform, we'll call them something different. And so essentially what it is, is when someone comes onto your email list, you're tagging them at their point of entry. So was it a specific freebie that brought them in? Was it a specific event? Did you host like a a webinar or a town hall? tagging them so that you know how did they come onto your email list. This is incredibly helpful when you are marketing on a bunch of different platforms and using um, you know, like advertising because you want to know what's working. So the more that you do this, the more data that you will have to drive your marketing decisions. Maybe you notice that you're getting a ton of leads from Facebook ads. That's a huge part of your email list, but those people aren't buying. Now, you don't spend as much money maybe on Pinterest ads. It's not as big of a you know email list builder, but they tend to buy. I know that this is true for me and my brand. So you're going to spend more money on Pinterest because you know that it's bringing in more ideal customers. So you get to use that data. So that point of entry for tagging your new subscribers is incredibly important. In addition, you can tag your subscribers based on the actions that they take within your emails. So for instance, you can, um, let's say you send an email about a specific blog topic. You can tag that specific topic. So for my business, for instance, I might say, you know, this is a blog on branding. And so they get a branding tag so that I know that they are interested in that subject. Then I might have another blog post that's on marketing and I'll tag them as marketing. You can also tag based on interest in different products or services. So if someone clicks on a link for a specific program like Primary Academy, then we know that they are interested in that and we can use that moving forward. So, This idea of tagging and having this data and this information for your email list is incredibly helpful. Now I have one caveat for this. It doesn't mean that I don't want you to do it, but it's important for me to share this information with you. So as we've entered 2022, and this is something that I shared in my predictions podcast episode, we have the iOS update, which should make, just make every marketer skin crawl at this point in time. There's always a way around it, but every time we hear it, we're like, huh, geez. The iOS update essentially gives Apple users who use iMail, not any other platform as of now, just iMail, the option to opt out of tracking meaning that they can say, I don't want people to know what emails I'm opening and what emails I am reading or clicking on. Fine. If that's what that consumer wants to do, that is a-okay. I've heard, you've probably heard me talk about this. I think that this type of, um, um, option is really hard for small marketers and small businesses. I get why a lot of uh, people are gung-ho about it because they don't want that information, you know, tracked. But at the end of the day, this is how small businesses grow their business, right? Uh, Things like retargeting on Facebook ads, knowing when someone's opened and clicked an email so that we can reach out and follow up and make sure they have the information that they need. So, Whether you like it or not, it's clear where I stand, whether you like it or not, it's happening. So there is a bit of skewed data that will be coming out with people who open and click, meaning that just because you have a showing that someone opened an email and clicked on an email, if they are an iMail user, that might not be true. Unfortunately, there's nothing we can do on our end, but everyone's not doing this. Everyone's not using this. So we still need to be doing tag. We still need to be tagging. We still need to be doing this. It's not going to drastically make a huge difference. Um, our data is still going to be there to help us make decisions. So um, your open rate might go up and that might be a reason for it. But you could also just be writing really great subject lines. Um, you know, your clicks might go up, but that might be an indication that the... Email is just marking something as being clicked and opened, okay? A good sign for this, if you are wanting to like look at your back-end metrics, especially when you have a small email list, you can go in and see, did somebody click on every single link in the email? That's usually a sign that they weren't actually an active participant. And so if you link your Facebook and your Instagram and stuff in your footer and they clicked on all of those, that's typically a sign. So you can still go in on the back end and see specific people and where they clicked and how many clicks they had and all of that. You don't need to get that nitty gritty with it. Again, it's only a small part of our users. Most of my audience uses Gmail. And so um, tagging. Tagging their point of entry, tagging the actions that they take, this can then help you move into the second step, which is segmenting. So starting to really deliver emails to people who want that specific content. So let's say you have a podcast and every week you're emailing about your podcast, but then you're also just sending you know other emails to your email list. You might have individuals who don't want to hear about your podcast. Maybe they're not podcast listeners. Maybe they don't care. You could give them a way to opt out of the podcast emails in your weekly email. So if they click that, they no longer will get podcast emails. So you can start segmenting. You might be launching something. Let's say that you are launching something new and it's focused on mindset. You might ask your audience, you know, click here if you're interested in mindset or you might create a blog post. That's about, you know, five ways to improve your mindset. Then you could email that new offer to those individuals, the people who have clicked. So there's a lot of different ways that you can segment. You can go as crazy as segmenting funnels. Again, there are a lot of ways that you can just play with your email marketing on the back end. We're not going to get into all of that um, exciting stuff. I nerd out about that on a regular basis. And so when you're in the academy, you can ask me questions about that any day, all day. I would love to answer them for you. But... This idea of segmenting and being really deliberate and intentional with the emails that you're sending and who you're sending them to can be incredibly beneficial for you. That also leads to another major tip we have for 2022, and that's keeping a very healthy email list. Now, I've always done this. I am just of the camp where I'm like, if you don't want to be on my email list, if you're not opening emails, then let's not waste any of our time. I don't want skewed data showing me that I have a giant email list and so a launch that I have should be crazy successful and only, you know, 20% of people are actually opening my emails. That doesn't do any good for me and if you're not opening my emails, it doesn't do any good for you. So one of the things that I've been doing in my business for years, like since my first year in business, was cleaning my email list. So taking people who have not opened my emails in 90 days and removing them from my email list. Now, there are a lot of different ways that you can go about doing this. Um, you can tag them as being people who aren't, you know, interested in your emails and then just don't email them. I don't really see a benefit to that because, If they're not opening your emails, they're not going to probably miraculously one day just open them. And you typically pay for email subscribers, so then I got to pay for those people who aren't opening my email. So I'm in the camp of like, hey, we're just going to delete you, okay? Now, I do prep my audience, so I'll give you a step-by-step of how I do this. The first thing that I do is I use ConvertKit. And so within ConvertKit, I have the option to see my cold subscribers, These cold subscribers are people who, again, have not opened an email within 90 days. I'll tag all of those cold subscribers as being cold subscribers, and then I will send them an email. And I'll say, hey, here we are. We're meeting because you haven't opened any of my emails. If for some reason you've opened this one, there might be a mistake. So if you wanna stay on my email list, just click here and you won't be removed. If you don't take action, you'll be removed on this date. I send one more email after that, and then they are deleted. We will typically have anywhere from maybe like 2 to 5% of the people that I emailed say, oh, no, wait, there must be some mistake. And they will say, I want to stay on your email list. But but again, the majority of the people haven't been opening emails anyways. They're not going to miraculously open a bunch of emails for me, and they can be removed from my list. I also make sure that my subject line is is a catchy one, right? So that people actually open it because that's a good test. So it'll be like, you'll soon be deleted or getting deleted Friday or something like that. Because that way, if they are receiving my emails in their inbox, but they just haven't been clicking any of my subject lines, then that's at least going to get them to click through to say, hey, you know, this is happening. And then if they later on find their way back to my brand and want to opt in and try it out again, they can. They can join my list again through one of my freebies. But it's not skewing my data. It's keeping a really healthy email list, and it's something I recommend every entrepreneur do. So, 90 days is a good marker. Your email platform should tell you if you, uh, you know, you're cold subscribers, and then you can use that information to keep a healthy list. So. It's again, it, having big numbers doesn't mean anything if people aren't actually opening your emails, clicking through, and purchasing. So, keeping a healthy list, cleaning your list is incredibly important. The last must know that I have for you um, before I share, you know, kind of a recap and also some of my fun top tips is to find a balance. Find a balance between active promotion and value. There's nothing wrong with sharing your products and your services in every email. Your footer, right? Your footer uh, is a great place to do this. Your signature, obviously, if you are actively promoting the body of your email, different things like that. You can always be sharing ways for your audience to work with you, purchase from you. But it's really important that your emails aren't just buy this, buy this, buy this. Just like with Instagram, Instagram social media, if someone's constantly like buy this, buy this, buy this, we're going to be like peace out, peace out, peace out, okay? (laughs) We want to make sure that we're building that trust with our audience. We're showcasing our expertise and our authority. You'll have a better conversion rate when you are actively selling if you are balancing it with value, shared value. So I'll give you an example of that brand that I shared at the beginning, Apothecary, they, I'm on their email list now, and they email, they have a really beautiful blend of value and promotion. So I'll get an email maybe like once a week that shares a recipe. So they have all these different, you know, herb supplements, and you could put them in, you can make drinks with them. You can also put them in your smoothies, your food, all kinds of things. So they'll send me a really valuable recipe, a way to use the product, then they'll share the product in that email and have a link to go purchase it, if I wanna purchase it if I don't have it already. That's a great example. At Brand Mary, we send value content every week, actually twice a week my video, and my podcast. So there are valuable pieces of information that I'm sharing with my audience. And then during a launch, I'll have additional emails about launching. In those value pieces, I might have a call to action um, in the PS. So finding this balance is really, really important and making sure that you're not always just giving value and never talking about your offer because that's not helping you as a business owner. And you're also not constantly just saying, buy this, buy this, buy this, and not offering that no like, and trust builder on the flip side. And that's where content creation being a main pillar of marketing and you know email list building fit hand in hand. You can use your content, share it with your email list, build the know, like, and trust, give value, and you're more likely to see a sale on the back end of that. Remember, something I've talked about on YouTube, you can go watch this video on YouTube, just find the Brand Mary channel on YouTube, I talk about the stages of the consumer buying process. Not everyone who comes in contact with your brand is ready to buy the second that they see you. Some people are. They're shopping around, they're looking for that person, that brand that's going to be the solution to their problem. Those are much easier, like, yeah, I'm on my list, great, I see this product, service, okay, fine, buying, done but a large majority are at the beginning stages of the consumer buying process. They need to be warmed up. They need to see that value. And that's where these pieces come into play. That's where that high value content and these emails come into play to move them through to the buying process. So as we're heading into 2022, these four pieces are going to be incredibly valuable for you. Tagging, Knowing what the actions your consumer is taking, especially their point of entry, segmenting so that people who are only interested in maybe this thing are getting emails about this thing. This is helpful if you have multiple offers. Maybe you're building a couple different legs to your brand. Um, Maybe you sell like journals and planners, but then you also have coaching or something like that, segmenting based on what they're interested in. Keeping a really healthy list, cleaning your list every 90 days, removing people that aren't engaging, it's not doing good for anyone, and finding that balance between value and promotion. One is not better than the other. Again, you sharing tons of value and never telling them how they can work with you is not helping you grow your business. So find that middle ground. As we close out this episode, I also wanted to share with you just some of my top tips for email list building. Again, this is a conversation we are constantly having inside of the Academy, not only in the community Facebook group where you can pop in and ask questions at any time, tagging myself and the rest of the support team with your email list building and marketing questions, but also on our monthly strategy calls. So I actually just got off one and it was very exciting. So every month I am on Zoom Um, twice a month with members of the Academy, and you can bring your specific questions to the call, unmute yourself, and we can have an actual one-on-one conversation. And email marketing always comes up because it's such a crucial piece of your marketing strategy. So just a reminder, outside of these top tips, that's where you're going to get the best support in growing your email list and um, marketing your business. Okay, I've got... Five for you, again, they are, you're gonna hear a lot of crossover from what we already talked about because they're my top tips. Number one is make sure that you have an email marketing platform that has automation included. So typically you have to pay for this, and rightfully so. Um, and it's going to make your life a lot easier. So like ConvertKit, you can create sequences. These are emails that are dripped out in a very specific timeline, um, pre-written, that are going to go to every subscriber. You, They might be called email automation, email funnel, email sequence, lots of different names. But having these automations is incredibly important. You should not be manually sending your freebie emails. You should not be manually inputting New subscribers. This is one of the key pieces of software that every entrepreneur needs. So find the one that works for you and your price point. The two that we recommend are ConvertKit. And if you have maybe a lower price point, Flowdesk. Uh, I know they just raised their price, so I don't even know if that's accurate anymore. But both are very good. Both have different styles. Flowdesk is one where you can create a little bit more beautifully branded emails. ConvertKit is stripped down, bare bones. I like it because the deliverability is higher when there's not a bunch of images and stuff in there. Find the platform that works for you, but make sure it has some sort of automation. The Second thing is make sure that it has tagging capabilities and segmenting capabilities. Like I already shared, this is a really powerful tool to use in terms of having your data, especially when you are testing out different marketing platforms and you want to see, okay, how many subscribers did I get from YouTube? How many subscribers did I get from this Pinterest ad? How many subscribers are actually coming from Instagram? It allows you to make data-driven decisions in your marketing, which is so important. So choosing a platform that has tagging and segmenting capabilities, again, ConvertKit, we use that, we know that it has it, works great. Clean your list frequently. So again, put this on your calendar. Maybe you use ClickUp like my clients do. It's uh, one of the teachings that we have inside of the Academy as well. And so you have these recurring tasks in your ClickUp. Put one on there for every 90 days in your recurring tasks to remind you to clean your email list. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to remember it. It'll pop up when it's time to happen. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy, as I tell my son, and uh, and it'll make sure that you keep a very clean and healthy list. Two things that I haven't shared with you, my last two tips, one of them is to resend to unopens. So if you are emailing your list maybe once a week, a really great strategy is to resend to people who did not open the initial email. Now, a couple things about the resend to unopens. I don't recommend doing it the very next day. You definitely want to give maybe 48 to 72 hours between the initial email and the resend just because sometimes people are on vacation or they just don't check their email on that day. You don't want them to have like two freaking emails from you. It's annoying. So try and give yourself a little bit of a window and so, let's say you send an email on a Sunday. You might send the uh, resend to unopen on a Wednesday. Now, your email platform should have this. ConvertKit does. That's what we use. It's a very simple option. It'll say resend to unopens. It will, you know, just choose the people who didn't open the initial email. It'll give you an opportunity to change the subject line, which you absolutely should. Because guess what? There's a reason why they didn't open the first one. <laughs> so, change the subject line modify anything within the copy itself. Uh, you know, if you said something like this Tuesday and Tuesday passed, you know, you might want to remove that that piece of content and then resend. Time and time again, we see this helping the open rate and the click-through rate so much. Uh, we will see sometimes a 50% open rate, which is Absolutely insane for a list that I have, a size list, 8,000 people. Um, that's 50% of people opening it just because I resent it. So, this is a really great strategy to use. I recommend using it sparingly. So if you have a really valuable piece of content, maybe you're getting ready to promote uh, an upcoming webinar or something, you want to resend that invitation. Maybe you're in the middle of a launch and you wrote an email that you were like, this is freaking gold. I just want more people to see it. That would be a great strategy. Uh, different things like that. So with your value pieces, especially as you're starting, you could resend to unopens to find what day of the week maybe works best. Testing, you know, day and time of things like that. That's incredibly helpful as well. So sending to unopens, resending to unopens is a great strategy to implement in your, um, your email marketing. And the last one is the good old... P.S. line. Good old old post script. Um, This is really valuable because we know that the P.S. line is the second most read line in your email, your subject line being the first and your P.S. being the second. So for people who scan emails or are looking for big bold or color or photos like within the email itself, the P.S. line is a really great opportunity to drive your point home. So let's say you wrote a long, beautiful email about a uh, new product that. That you have and you told a story, which I highly recommend, the PS line might say something like, skip to the bottom, just wanted you to know that my highly anticipated program bup, 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 is now available, click here to learn more. You're just giving them another opportunity, you're ending the email on with your CTA. So having a PS line is really valuable when you are launching something let's say you're sending a value piece of content like a YouTube video. Hey, I got a new YouTube video. I want you to go check it out. It's about X, Y, and Z. Click here. The PS line could say something like, PS, um, this week we're talking about email marketing. This is something that I offer inside of Brand Mary Academy. Bah, 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 ba blah right? So you can also use it in a value piece to share your promotion very effortlessly, kind of like a second thought type of thing. Um, And I'm trying to think of another piece. Oh, you could also kind of uh stack your value. So let's say let's use the YouTube video again. Maybe you have a YouTube video all about email marketing. Hey, and then that week you're releasing a podcast that's like Part two. You might say, you know, PS, this Thursday I'm releasing a podcast that's going to go into this even more in depth. So make sure you check back or subscribe or whatever. You know, so you can use it in a lot of different ways, but always having a PS line is incredibly valuable for email marketing. And I highly, highly recommend it. So there you have it. This is a little email list building 101. Covering all of our different phases from, yo, I'm just starting out and I don't even see the benefit of it. We talked about that. An email list is absolutely a must. And I hope this podcast really, really showed you how important it is and how it is going to help you, um, you know, market your business successfully and and have those consistent sales in your business. Also, we talked about like kind of the next phase. So building your email list creating those core pieces your lead magnet your email sequence having those in your email platform then we talked about that next phase of consistently emailing your your community value pieces using your growing community as a way to talk about your offers and then of course the next phase which was all those fun ways to kind of elevate your strategy so no matter where you're at when it comes to email list building I hope that this episode was really really helpful for you just to drive it home one more time, having an email list is a must, and it's going to make your life easier. And I also don't want you to think that you need a giant list. I made my first $15,000 in business with an email list of a 100 people. I signed my first client with an email list of 10 people. So you don't need a giant email list. For what I make in my business, my email list is actually quite small. But again, I'm cleaning my email list, I'm keeping it healthy, I'm emailing often, and that's the kind of strategy that I I like. So don't worry about annoying your audience. They've taken the step to say, yes, I want to hear from you. Yes, I am interested in this. So give it to them. And if they don't like it, they can unsubscribe. No hard feelings. There's nothing wrong with it. All it means is that they're not the ideal customer for you. And what I have found time and time again is they typically come back. (laughs) We can see when people unsubscribe and two weeks later they come back with another freebie or through a blog post. They're still here. They're still hanging around. The last thing that I will share is um, we tested this back in... 2019, I had a Facebook group and an email list. I've been growing my email list since the beginning. I also had a Facebook group because I was told that that is what you needed to have. And I loved my Facebook group, to be honest. But then I reached a point where it just felt like a lot of work. I didn't see the benefit of the Facebook group. I didn't like to have to create new content for it. And we started really testing and seeing like of the sales that were happening, were they coming from people in the Facebook group or my email list? And they were all coming from my email list. And so, I am a firm believer that you can build community in an email list. It doesn't have to be in a Facebook group. It, it doesn't have to be on Instagram. It can be within this email list uh, you know, space. And that's a strategy that I've used the, fa- the past uh, two years. We've seen jumps in my revenue every single year just relying on email marketing and making that a top priority. And I hope that you will do the same in 2022. As I mentioned multiple times in this episode, the doors are currently open for Brand Mary Academy. You can go to brandmary.com academy to join us. Now is an amazing time to join because doors will not open again um, until later this year. And we've got some amazing bonuses lined up for you, including Funnel in a Weekend, which we already talked about, including Homebase, which is my website course, which teaches you how to create a website That not only attracts your ideal customer, but actually gets them to opt in and buy things from you. And inside of the Academy, you're going to learn how to market so that you can grow your email list. If you're having trouble doing that now, you definitely need to be inside of the Academy. We're gonna teach you how to do that without relying on social media and so much more. So doors are open until February 6th. Head to brandmary.com slash academy to get signed up to see all of the goodies and to join us inside of this marketing membership. All right, we are taking next week off for the podcast. I'm going to be hosting a lead magnet workshop, which is perfect timing for this episode. So if you're at a place in your business where you're like, I need to create a lead magnet, I want to go through this step-by-step, I'm going to be creating a workshop, leading you through that workshop on February 3rd. You can head to brandmary.com slash magnet to go ahead and sign up for that. If you're already on my email list, there's no need to sign up. We're just gonna be sending the information to you. But if for some reason you're not on my email list, go to brandmarycom magnet to go ahead and sign up for that free workshop. Especially if you're at one of those beginning phases and need to still create your lead magnet. Everybody else, hop into Brand Mary Academy now so you don't forget brandmary.com slash Academy. And I will be back with a brand new episode. On- on February 10th. See you soon.